you know, most people know that I, I work for Citizens Bank. And uh, as a Citizens Bank employee, I have to put in a number of volunteer hours. Uh, I have to do some volunteer work. And recently I did an event, a volunteer event, which helps military veterans find jobs, uh, in particular corporate jobs. And I learned a lot through this event. I never realized the problems that veterans have uh, in finding employment once they leave service. Uh, I didn't realize how many problems there are. It's very tragic how many veterans uh, come out of their service, they put their lives on the line, they're heroes, uh, only to wind up being either unemployed, uh, unemployable, uh, or just doing it like an unskilled type of job, working with unskilled labor. Uh, the organization that I volunteered with understands this, and they, um, they, they know that the challenge with military veterans finding jobs is that these veterans, they, they don't know how to translate uh, their military experience into actual qualifications that employers want. So like, let me explain. So mil military people will come out of, of their service and they'll fill out their resume. And what do they put on their resume? Though they put in things from their service. They, they, uh, they put in, they have this rank and they drove this tank and they parachuted into this territory and they kept the peace in this territory and they used this weapon and repaired this um, gun. You know, and all of this is amazing stuff, but employers look at this and like, I, I can't use this. I don't need, I don't need this experience. Uh, so this, and this is a problem. This is a problem and it's a very sad problem. How many, how many veterans have trouble finding jobs because of this? So this organization that I volunteered with um, works with companies and they instruct companies like Citizens Bank to not hire veterans based on the experience they put on their resume. Hire them based on their internal character. In other words, their resume may say certain things and they may have specific things they did while they were in service and their resumes may not have exactly the skill set that they're looking for when they, you know, for, for, for an employee, but these veterans have, have quality and they have merit and they have character. Their, their resume may be light, but they're problem solvers. They think out of the box. They, they're hard workers. They give a thousand percent. They're quick learners. They're creative thinkers. And these are qualities that employers absolutely would want. So in other words, yeah, train them on the vocation. Tra give them the skills. Train them on the skills because they're quick learners. But hire them on their character. Does that make sense? Their resume lists specific skills. What I'm saying is their resume lists skills, but inside of them is something greater, more than what can be bulleted on, on, a, on a piece of paper on a resume. You know what I'm saying? So it is in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not about your resume. It's not about what you did. It's not about what you think you did. It's not about what you think you can do. It's not about what you're good at or what you think you're good at. The kingdom of God is what is inside of you. The kingdom of God is within you. Yeshua said that the kingdom of God is within. The kingdom is what is inside of you. It is not the sum of what you think you can do or not do or bullet out your successes in life or whatever it is. The kingdom is so much bigger than that. The kingdom is something that is within you that is unseen within you. 
The kingdom is not just about what is in you. The kingdom is who is in you. Who is in you? Hey, that rhymes, so maybe that should be the title. Who is in you? The kingdom is not about a bulleted list of things you can do. The kingdom is what and who is inside of you. See, our faith is more than a belief system. There are many, many belief systems in this world. So many religious beliefs and theological beliefs, but our belief is more than a belief system. It's more than a belief. It's about a kingdom inside of you. Our faith is more than just a theological stance. It is the king of glory, Yeshua, living within you when you accept him. It's more, our faith is more than an, like an academic understanding of who God is or the nature of God. The Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, lives within you. The kingdom is within you. It's more than just a faith. Our, our faith saves us. Our faith in who he is saves us, but it's the kingdom within us that empowers us. Our faith saves us, but it's the kingdom within that empowers us. And there are so many faiths in this world, but ours is more than just our faith. It's an empowerment. It's a transformation. Amen? And our faith, the kingdom, empowers us to do what? What does our faith empower us what does the kingdom within empower us to do all things rab shaul paul said i could do all things through mashiach through messiah through christ who strengthens me all things you can do through the empowerment of the kingdom that lives within you when you believe in the king of glory See, we believe in the king, but it doesn't end there. Our faith is not just a faith. It's not like, well, I believe in this God versus this God. That's just faith. But our faith transcends faith and, and goes into empowerment because the one that we believe in dwells within us and empowers us to do all things through him. Now, all things through him, it doesn't just mean like anything we, we wanted to, right? Like, we can do all things through him, but I, I still can't, you know, I still can't juggle. You know, I, I still can't beat level seven on my chess app. <laughs> you know, doing all things mean everything that he needs us or wants us to do. The kingdom within you, the kingdom within us will equip us to do what and everything, all things he wants us to do. Right, Linda? I see you there in the car. <laughs> She's embarrassed. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Acts 1 says you will receive power. 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 power over you today. On this new year, I speak power over you. It says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth, in North Smithfield, in Boroughville, in wherever you are. In Norton. In, in Norton. <laughs> Who, who's the greatest, Peter Wiggins? Peter Wiggins, the honorary mayor of Norton. 
You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This is our faith. It's not just, I believe in this God versus this guy who believes in that God. Okay, that's, a, that's faith. Our faith is the Holy Spirit coming upon us to be powered, empowered, and witnesses. You are empowered. You have power, and I speak power in this new year over you. See, it's not about what you think you can do. It's not about what you think you're good at. It's not about your list of accomplishments. God will take what you think you have. God will take your successes. God will take your talents and he will crush it into fine flour to transform it into something new that he can use. Do you understand what I'm saying? Peter, he told Peter, Kepha, Peter, that who is a fisher. Now, Peter knew a lot about fishing. Yeah, I'm watching The Chosen, finally. I am getting... Hold on, talk about power. This guy wants food. Hold on a second. I just threw him out of this room. He is going to destroy this Airbnb by the time I'm done with this sermon because he's hungry. So I'm, I'm watching, um, I'm watching the, um, uh, the, the Chosen. Yeah, I never realized that Peter was so handsome. Yeah. I never viewed Peter as being a handsome guy, but Peter's a handsome guy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you too, Peter Wiggins. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting distracted by the cat. So Peter was a fisher. We know this. Peter was a fisher. But Yeshua said, he knew how to fish. He knew everything about fishing. But, but Yeshua said to him, I'm going to make you a fisher of people, a fisher of men. And then the, the chosen does a good job in, 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 in showing that Peter has no idea what this means. No clue what this means. He's like, I don't even know what it means to be a fisher of men. But he's taking what I know and he's transforming it into something new and something beautiful. That's the kingdom within you. The resume is fisher. The kingdom is fisher of men. This is the empowerment to do something new. But it's, it's even greater than that. It's not just Yeshua is going to take what you're good at and enhance it. It's not that Yeshua, the kingdom, is going to take what you're good at and enhance it. He's going to take something that you don't even know is there. He is the God who does new things. He says, behold, I do a new thing. A new thing. A new thing means that it wasn't there for you in the beginning. It wasn't even there until you accepted him. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. God says, let there be light. When he says, let there be light, he creates something out of nothing. He doesn't take what you have. He doesn't just take what you have and expand it. He will put things in you that aren't even there in the beginning until you accepted him. And he empowers you to do things that were never there in the beginning. That's what God does. The spiritual gifts. Do you think that you have the ability to profit or the people with spiritual gifts to prophesy and heal and speak words of knowledge before the kingdom came into them? These are new things. I speak impartation over you in this new year. In Yeshua's name. 
the kingdom is not just taking like what we have a proclivity for and expanding it. He does a new thing. And it's not just like the, you know, the sexy spiritual gifts. You know, it's not just like the prophecy and the healing. You know, Bezalel in the Torah, it says that God empowered him with a spirit of craftsmanship. I have a hunch that Bezalel had no idea how to fix anything like me until he got the spirit of craftsmanship empowered by God in the kingdom that is inside of him to do something that wasn't there in the first place. The kingdom within us, the kingdom within us is not limited by our resume, by our pre-saved resume, or even our post-saved resume. It's not limited by who you are. It's not limited by, by, by your family line. It's not limited by your genetics. The kingdom within you is greater than the sum of your genetics. You know, we believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And with that, we see generational lines and we see genetic lines. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's who we are are naturally in or grafted into. And because of that, we, we think that there's, it's, 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 a, it's a generational thing and a genetic thing. As if you, as if the people of God are nothing more than just the sum of, of all your mothers and all your fathers. But I tell you that the kingdom within you is not limited to your human DNA. The kingdom gives you the DNA of our father. His blood, Yeshua's blood runs through you. His life runs through you. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And his blood runs through you. Yeah, the kingdom is generational. The kingdom is generational. It's the ancient of days within you. That is the kingdom. More than a faith. It's an empowerment. It's transformation. Jacob didn't have Israel within him when he was renamed Israel. He was empowered and transformed into something he naturally was not. We see the blessings over the sons of Jacob in this Torah portion. Judah was not naturally a lion, a lion's cub. Judah was, he was a screwed up guy, you know, like when Tamar, his, his daughter-in-law was playing a prostitute. He went after her as a prostitute. This is not a good thing. He was a broken man. Judah was lustful. The kingdom saw a lion. Do you understand what I'm saying? It says the scepter will never depart from Judah. So Judah was crooked, but God saw a kingship within him, a line of kings within him. This is not something that was in him naturally, it was something the kingdom has installed in him. We see in this Torah portion, Ephraim. So Joseph had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and Ephraim was the, was the younger son. And by custom, because he was the younger son, he was going to get the lesser blessing. The firstborn son is supposed to get the, the greater and the first blessing. But the kingdom saw something different. Jacob, with the power of the kingdom, crossed his arms. Hello, cross. Hello, cross. And put it over the sons. And he, and he gave the Ephraim the blessing of, you will be a multitude of nations. In Hebrew, melo, goyim, multitude of nations, but that word mellow, goyim, multitude of nations, you know what else that means? Fullness of 
Gentiles. Hello, Romans 11.25, when, when Paul said that a hardening, a hardening in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. This was a, a clear pointing back to the blessing over, over, over Ephraim, that Ephraim was the younger son, but the kingdom within saw all the people of the world grafted into the line of Jacob. Fullness of the Gentiles. There is so much more within you than who you think you are, what you're good at, what your parents gave you, what your grandparents gave you, what your generics, genetic genetics are. The kingdom within you is empowered. And this year, as the first service in 2021, I empower you, I release empowerment over you. Here in, in Mishkan David, here on Zoom, I am, give you empowerment, I impart transformation and empowerment over you to be who he sees you as who he wants you to be you can do all things through mashiach through mashiach who strengthens you it's it's so funny you know it's there are there susie was is on ancestry.com a lot these days and it's so funny like you know she found um she found um her trying to think she found her father's mother there's a lot of uh, mystery in her lineage you know because there's a lot of adoption that happened and things like that but she found her her father's mother and her father's mother um is, is the last name was well she never knew her last name was was winkler 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 like like henry winkler you know henry winkler and Winkler is a, like Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler is, a, Winkler is a Jewish last name. So now like Susie's like, is there a Jew within me? <laughs> Am I Jewish? You know, could, could my grandmother actually actually be Jewish? You know, maybe I'm, I'm half Jewish, you know? And, and that's really interesting, but it's, it's nothing to do with physical lineage. It's nothing to do with physical lineage. I keep telling Susie, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I could care less if you're Jewish or you're not. I just think it would be cool if you're related to the Fonz. That's what I think would be cool. <laughs> now that's cool. So it's it's not about physical lineage. It is about what the Lord empowers you to do. It's more than a faith. It's an empowerment. It's a transformation. This is now 2021. And I believe prophetically, and I'm telling you right now, we are entering into a time of greater empowerment greater transformation we're entering into a time when new gifts will be revealed and employed in you and deployed through you the times are intense right now the times are intense but the intensity of the time is going to be matched with an intensifying of the kingdom within you the kingdom of the body spread deployed and empowered around the world it starts with faith. It starts with faith. If there's anyone who's at Mishkan or on Zoom that's never accepted by faith the atoning work, the atonement of the death of the Messiah of Israel, please tell the prayer team um, today as at the end of service, when you come forward, when a prayer team is available, please tell the prayer team that you've never accepted the atoning of Yeshua before and you're willing to accept it. It starts with our faith. It starts with our faith, but it doesn't end with our faith. The belief in Yeshua is not the end game. It's the starting line. 
if you have already accepted Yeshua, now is the time to repent of our sins, put away the sins that just easily beset us. We don't have to be perfect, but we must be submitted to his ways with a broken and contrite heart. We cannot be uh, flippant and we cannot, um, um, what's the word, uh, flout, flout his laws and his ways. Okay, we, we have to be submissive. We don't have to be perfect. We all mess it up, but we need to be uh, repentant and broken and contrite. But this is the time. This is the time. Yeshua, it says there was one place that Yeshua said that the son of man has no place to lay his head. Do we know that part in the Bible and in the, in the gospels where it says the son of man has no place to lay his head? There's prophetic reality in that because Yeshua is the head and we are his body. He is a head looking for a body. That's what it means prophetically that Yeshua, the son of man, has no place to lay his head. He is looking for a place to put his head, a body to put his head on. And I tell you right now that even so many ways, in so many ways, this may sound kind of gory, but Yeshua is like a disembodied head, still seeking a place to lay his head. This is the time for the connection of the head with the body. And when the head is connected to the body and he has a place to lay his head, the body is transformed, the body is empowered. I speak transformation and empowerment new gifts, new visions, being his hands, being his feet, being his mouth, being his heart in our areas. I speak, uh, I speak and I declare over the local area now that Susie and I are coming in and living in Barville. You know, I confess that I live in Westerly, lived, I don't live in Westerly anymore, but um, Westerly has never been like, I've never viewed it as a ministry field. It's just a, a, a place that we love, loved to live um but i've never viewed it as a ministry field but now that we're living up there right by the mishkan only 10 miles away from mishkan this area becomes a mission field for me and i declare right now in our first shabbat of the year i speak that this local area 30 mile radius whatever right around the lighthouse church i i speak that this area is dedicated to the lord and is a mission field for him through us. I speak empowerment. I speak blessing. I speak transformation. I speak new things. I speak anything in us that is in the way of the empowerment to get out, to be repented of, to be extirpated. That's one of my new vocabulary words, which means just to eliminate things that are, in, that, are, that are stopping us from being used fully and wholly by him. This is an intense time, spiritually intense time that we are in, especially in this nation. But this intent, the intensity of the time is going to be matched and exceeded with an intensifying of who he is, an intensifying of who he is within you. Amen. So Peter had the ability to heal people with his shadow. In that same spirit, I believe that there is an ability to speak, impart blessing and lay on hands, even through Zoom. Do you have the faith to believe that? Yeah! Do you have the faith to believe that I can lay hands on you individually from Zoom? Yes! If you have the faith to believe that, 
then please one by one Steph, if you want to put on a little light ipod music or something that would be good if that's if that's a light and easy thing to do if not don't worry about it but if if people can come and stand by the camera so i could see who you are one by one i will speak blessing empowerment over you in this year and if you have faith to believe that the spirit of god transcends location that i could do it right here from my little airbnb in hope valley rhode island when you are wherever you are and I'll, i won't forget you zoomers either then um, if you have faith to believe it then one by one will you please come forth and let me see your face in the camera and i will speak empowerment <clears throat> over you thank you adonai thank you father 